you for listening to another inspiring message from The Movement Church. To find out more about The Movement Church, you can check out our website at theocmovement.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The OC Movement. Good morning, Movement Church. Man, it's so glad. I'm so glad to be with you today. Hey, for those of you that are watching in the comfort of your own home, thank you for inviting us to be a part of your life today. For those of you that are watching in a watch party, come on now. Somebody shout amen right now. We are gathering in person again and watch parties all over Orange County, and I'm so proud of you. But here's what I want you to do. Take a minute right now. In fact, everybody, right where you're seated, have your cell phone handy. If you're watching on your cell phone, then this is extremely convenient. But I want you to do me a favor. I want you to do a couple of things. One, I want you to subscribe on our YouTube page. If God's doing something in your life, do this, then subscribe. It helps us get the message out. But also take a moment. If you're on an iPhone, swipe up, open up the app for Facebook, go on there and share, put it public, say, this is the best message you've ever heard. Click on now share it because listen when you share it goes out to the masses more people jump on and they experience the hope found only in Jesus it's amazing you have a profound ability to make an impact in people's lives right now from the comfort of your own home so make sure you share as soon right now share but hang on to your phones because as we preach today the sermon notes are available to you in our app I don't know if you know this yet or not, but we have an app. We talk about it every day. So download, get our app, and you can follow along at your watch party with your sermon notes in your hand because today is gonna be a message you don't wanna miss. We are right now in the middle of a series called Prodigal, and we're we're pulling from the story found in Scripture in in Matthew chapter 3 where Jesus gets baptized, and and we see God do something in Jesus' life so profound that it's, it's important for us to lean in and see what God wants to do in our life through this. So Jesus gets baptized, and as he comes out of the water, the Bible says this, and behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well Please. So right here, three things happen for Jesus. God shows up and he confirms his identity. He says, this is my son. He's saying, you have an identity in who I am. And then he affirms Jesus. He says, my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. In this series, we've been talking about our identity and the need for affirmation. And and listen, I just want to tell you that one of the most important things happens in this actual passage of scripture when God says, this is my son. He isn't just giving him his identity. He's saying this is not just any normal man. He's the son of God. He has a mission, a calling, and a purpose. And in fact, this calling would come into question all throughout Jesus' life. Towards the very end of his life, when Jesus was standing before the Sanhedrin, they would ask him, are you the son of God? And God had already confirmed his calling. Yes, he is. And today we're going to talk about our calling. Look at me. You have a calling, a specific, unique, crucial calling on your life. I'm not talking to anybody else at your watch party. Anyone else in your family or watching and tuning in today, just you. You have a calling. And I want you to hear that today. I want you to recognize and see what God wants to do in your life. So let me pray so we can dive in. I want to preach a message that's literally from the depths of my heart for you right here, right now. Let's pray. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? God, we thank you that you're here. 
You're here in the studio, you're here with my friends who are watching, who are tuning in, and you're up to something so big, our minds cannot even conceive it. So God, today, help us to wrap our minds and our heart around the fullness of what you have for us, that we would walk in a sense of identity as sons and daughters of the Most High God, that we would walk in the affirmation that you have for us, but God, that we would recognize and walk in the calling that you've given us. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, I pray. And everybody typed, or if you're at a watch party, shout him. Amen. Come on, come on. It's so good to be with you, man. I'm so fired up to be a part of services as we're engaging through watch parties, moving into phase one, hopefully soon into phase two as the movement church just kind of emerging out of this COVID craziness. And I want to talk to you today about your calling in this series. We'll wrap it up next week on Father's Day with my great pastor, Pastor Philip Wagner, teaching about the story of the prodigal son. You don't want to miss it, but today I want to talk about calling. We've talked about your identity in week one, about how you are chosen. You're a son or daughter of God. Megan did an amazing job talking about affirmation, how God affirms who we are and and the need for affirmation in our life. But today I want to talk to you about your calling. You have a calling on your life. Type, I have a calling. If you're at a watch party, say, I have a calling. Come on, studio audience. If I say type at studio, you just shout it. Say, I have a calling. Come on. Listen, I'm telling you, you have a calling. Listen, a divine handcrafted. Handcrafted means made skillfully by hand calling you. I'm not talking to some college student right now only. I'm talking to you, businessman in your mid-40s, thinking that your calling is your career. No, sir. Newsflash, your calling isn't your career. Your calling is bigger than your career. You have a divine, handcrafted, unique calling that is unique unto you and you alone. Jesus told us through the scriptures in Psalm 139, he said, for I have you he said you have formed my inward parts you knitted me together in my mother's womb I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made wonderful are your works and my soul knows it full well wonderful are your works he is recognizing that God knit me together before I was even born Paul reiterates this over and over again in first Corinthians 7 he says only let each person listen lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. If you're taking notes, copy and paste that, write it down. If you're in the chat rooms, drop some fire emojis right now. Listen, let each person lead the life. Lead the life the Lord has assigned to him to which God has called him. This is not a mistake. This is not ambiguous. God is saying, I want you to lead the life I've called you to. There's something specific for you. Listen to me right now, you you cynical friends of mine. I'm not talking about your career path. I'm not talking about the number of digits in your bank account. I'm talking about something that is bigger than that. You were designed to be a part of something bigger than yourself, and it's called your calling. God created you, and he did so intricately, literally, detail by detail. He created you for relationship and for purpose, and your purpose is your calling. Your purpose is your calling. People ask me all the time, how'd you get into this line of work, Pastor Kerry? How'd you become a pastor? Was this like some kind of career option you were hoping for? Was this some kind of a career day when you were in school? No, this is a calling for me. In fact, 
I was speaking to an old man, a friend of mine for a while, and, and he said, what do you do, young man? He's in his 90s. He said, what do you do, young man? I said, I'm a pastor. He said, oh, my brother's a pastor as well. He's lazy too. He only wanted to work for one hour a week. And I slapped the old, no, I'm kidding. I didn't do that. <laughs> he was just saying to me that, man, uh, all you're doing is preaching and that's your whole job. My friends, that is not my whole job. I'm going to tell you that right now. Listen, this is not a career path for me. Nobody gets into ministry because they want to make big bucks. Can I just tell you that right now? This is not a career path. This is a calling but let me just tell you right now, my calling, my, my job right now is to lead the business side of the movement church, movement church, but my calling is bigger than that. My calling is to awaken destiny and purpose and calling in your life. That's my calling. What's your calling, my friend? What terrifies me is there are literally hundreds of people watching today living life and you don't fully understand your calling and your purpose, but I want to tell you, you have a calling too. You have a calling too. So let me give you some, some tips for today, some tips in regards to calling. Number one, stop looking for specifics. Stop looking for specifics. That's what we want. We want the specificity. Somebody type specificity. If you are in a watch party, somebody shout specificity. Just shout it out right now. Stop looking for specificity. Stop looking for specifics. Because you, I get asked all the time, well, am I supposed to be a preacher? Am I supposed to be in ministry? Maybe, but Probably not. The number of people who are called into vocational ministry is far smaller than the number of people who call themselves followers of Jesus. So calling is not about a vocation in ministry. You have a calling, but stop looking for the specifics. You know why we want specifics? I want specifics so that I can work my plan. Give me the details so I can work my plan. I need to, I don't know what that means. I just feel like doing that. I just want the specifics. I need to Excel spreadsheet this out. I'm gonna make sure I have a three-year plan, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. <laughs> and then COVID blows your face up. Can I get an amen? You want the specifics so that you can work your plan, but God don't need your plan. Somebody nudge somebody in the watch party, take their mask down and say, God don't need your plan right now. God does not need your plan. Listen, Proverbs says this, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Stop looking for specifics because you're trying to control the narrative. Stop looking for specifics. We want specifics because we want to also control the time frame. We want to say, God, this is when I'll step into my calling. This is when I'll walk in the fullness of what you have for me. This is when I'll be who you've called for me to be. This is when I'll step up to the plate. This is when I won't back down. But listen, God didn't create time and he supersedes it. So he's not looking for your time frame. Listen to what Galatians 4, 4 through 7 says. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. God sent Jesus for all of humanity, yet he knew the exact moment in time when the world needed Jesus. God has a time frame, and it's better than your time frame. So stop looking for specifics so that you can control the time frame. Let me just tell you this. Your calling is unique, yet it is time released. Your calling is unique, but it is time 
released. I don't know if you have young children in your world or not, but when they get sick, you cannot give children the same medicine that is designed for adults. Do you know why? Because medicine doses, the medical doses are based upon weight, which means that children do not have the body mass enough to handle the weight and the strength of the medicine. So you can't give children medicine that is created for adults. And the same is true for your calling and for mine. You can't handle the fullness of your calling all at one moment. You, you don't have the strength to sustain it. Why? Because the calling on your life is so far greater than you could possibly even imagine. The Bible says it goes beyond what you could possibly imagine, dream about, or even ask for. And if you were to get it all at one time, all one download, it would literally overwhelm you. You don't have the strength yet to carry the fullness of the burden of the fullness of your calling. It is unique, but it is time released. And if you're not careful, it will crush you. Let me explain what I mean. If you get too much too soon of a download from God, your character cannot contain it. Perhaps you don't have the strength of character enough to walk in integrity in the midst of your calling. If you get too much of a download of God's fullness of his plan for you, your pride may postpone it. Your pride may postpone it. In other words, you might think you know so much and you're so smart and you've got it all figured out that you actually push back the hand of God in your life. If you're not careful, your pride may postpone it. And here's what I see all too often. Your fear will run from it. If you knew the fullness of what God called you to, your fear would run from it. Jesus was constantly telling his disciples over and over and over again, count the cost, count the cost, take up the cross. Hey, he would speak to his disciples around the table hours before he was betrayed, hours before his death, and he would say, hey, some of you will betray me. Some of you will run from me. In fact, in the time and the moment when Jesus needed them most, they were gone. They weren't fully ready for it, and Jesus knew that. But over time, little by little, God revealed his purpose and his calling to them, and little by little, they stepped into it, and they changed the world. They changed the world. So stop looking for specifics. Let me encourage you what to do. Just simply pursue him. Simply pursue him. I think sometimes we think we find out our calling and we pursue a calling and we stop pursuing a creator. We stop pursuing the creator because we're trying to accomplish something great. We're trying to be something great. And God's just like, hey, why don't you just pursue me? Why don't you let me be the fullness of everything that you need and I'll reveal everything that you do in fact need. Here's what God does. He takes over time your strengths, your passion, and your experiences and he unfolds your calling. Over time, your strengths, your passion, and your experiences. I think about my friend Brian who has had a hard life. He's made some pretty poor choices throughout the course of his life. Got mixed up in drugs for years and actually spent some time in jail and, and got caught up in a life that he didn't want. And now he's in a life living sober and, and walking in his sobriety and experiencing a new relationship with Jesus. And he just told me, man, Pastor Kerry, I love being in the parking lot. I love wearing the vest and being on the team because I get to be the first people that somebody experiences when they pull through the, the parking lot of a church because I remember being in a place where I 
didn't want to go to church because of my shame and my fear, but now I get to be in the parking lot and be a smiling face and give them a high five and remind them that God's love is for them. You know what that is? That's walking in calling. It's not the fullness of his calling. That's a component of his calling. And that's the kind of stuff that inspires me. You have a calling. Somebody tell your neighbor, you have a calling. You have a calling. Listen, stop looking for specifics. And listen, your calling does not have an expiration date. Your calling does not have an expiration date. I see this with Christians all the time. We, we think it's got an expiration date. We think that it comes to an end because of our behavior, because of our actions, because of something that happens. But let me tell you what 1 Corinthians 7, 17 and 20 says. Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him to which God has called him. Look at verse 20. Each one should remain in the condition in which he is called. I know that might sound confusing, it might sound weird, but what Paul is urging is an attitude of, of contentment. Paul's saying, hey, be content in all circumstances, even if these circumstances include friction and frustration and pain. And what's most interesting about this scripture, when he said each should remain in the condition to which he was called, a large majority of the people he was writing to were, in fact, slaves. They had no freedom. They were owned they were mistreated. Most of them were slaves to the tyrannical rule of the Roman Empire who did not even care for who they were. And yet Paul said, hey, find contentment in the midst of your pain. You're still called. You're still called. Don't give up because the pain is overwhelming. Don't put an expiration date on your calling. Romans 11 says this, God's gift I love this. And God's call are under full warranty, never canceled, never rescinded. Stop putting your calling on the chopping block. Stop putting your calling on the chopping block. God's call are under full warranty, never canceled, and never rescinded. Stop putting an expiration date on your calling. Don't lose your healthy attitude and perspective no matter what is taking place, no matter what's going on in your world. There's three things I think people, people usually allow to place an expiration date on their calling. Disappointment, discontentment, and discouragement. Let me say that again. Disappointment, discontentment, and discouragement. Disappointment says that my hopes and my expectations have been shattered. What I was expecting to take place didn't take place, and it's gone, it's removed, and now because my expectations have gone unmet, well, obviously God's calling is no longer on my life. Or maybe it's discontentment, and that's when time and opportunity have passed, when it's not being accomplished in the time frame that I think it should be accomplished, when I'm not living the life right now I, I really want to live, and as a result, well, maybe, just maybe God forgot about me in the process, or maybe I assumed there was a call on my life, but there really wasn't, because if it was, I'd be walking in it right now, and I think the third and probably most scary is discouragement, and that's when I've tried, but I've failed, and so I allow my failure to write the expiration date on my calling. I think some of you watching right now know exactly what that feels like. 
You can look at something in your life and you, you, you can see a failure, you can see an upset or things where you've tried hard but it didn't work and you've allowed that to create an expiration date on your calling and you're sitting here watching thinking, sure, I get it, how you can have a calling and other people can have a calling but not me because the time is too far gone. I've failed too much. I missed the boat. I missed the moment. And I just wanna remind you today that God's calling has got a lifetime warranty on it. It never's canceled. If God's calling had an expiration date on it, then his grace and his mercy for us is a farce. If God can take me in the midst of the grossest, deprived state of sin, then man, he can handle you too. And if Jesus died for me in the midst of that state, he didn't just die that I can experience salvation when I'm dead, but that I can live the life that God created me to live. You have a calling on your life. Listen, I just feel today specifically, there are some businessmen watching and you have allowed your career to become your calling and I wanna just say snap out of it. That might be putting a roof over your head and providing clothes on your back and food in the mouths of you and your family, but that may not be the fullness of your calling. God has so much more for you. So much more for you. There's somebody watching right now, a single young woman who thinks it's too late. It's too late. It couldn't happen. Not for me, for everybody else. And I wanna tell you, that's a lie from the enemy. You have a calling. It hasn't changed. It hasn't expired. Listen to me. The greatest days of your life are still ahead. Stop putting an expiration date on God's calling for your life. God's gifts and God's call are under full warranty, never canceled, never rescinded. My last and final point for you is this, don't abdicate it. Don't abdicate your calling. Don't, don't let somebody else walk in the calling that you were created to walk in. Don't sit back in the shadows and let somebody else step up to the plate when you're the one who should be stepping up to the plate. There's an amazing story in 1 Samuel chapter 10, and it's the story of when Israel gets their first king, and his name is Saul. He's already been picked, his hand selected by the high priest, the prophet, and by God. They, they picked him, they anointed him. He was the next king, and now they're going to introduce him on inauguration day, if you will. Uh, he's already been established as the next king, and now they're going to inaugurate him, if you will, as the king. And they're looking for Saul, and they can't find him anywhere and they inquired of the Lord and we read this in Samuel chapter 10 verse 22 so they inquired again of the Lord is there a man still to come in other words because Saul wasn't there they assumed maybe it was somebody else's turn maybe somebody else should step up God is there someone else and I just believe that our world is crying out right now for believers to step up to the plate and be who they were created to be, saying, hey, I'll be the man of God or the woman of God God was calling us to be. Listen, and the world's saying, is there somebody who will stand up? Is there somebody who will walk in calling? Is there somebody who will be a representation of Jesus? Because we need it right now. And that's where the children of Israel were in this moment, saying, where is the king? Where is he? You've anointed him, he's been picked. Where is he? And the Bible says, behold, he has hidden himself among the baggage. Isn't that interesting? Saul had already been appointed, already been anointed, already been chosen, 
already been picked, and yet we find Saul hiding among the baggage. I wonder how many of you watching right now are abdicating your calling because you're hiding in the baggage that your life has created. I wonder how many of you right now are abdicating your calling because of the pain of your past. I wonder how many of you are abdicating your calling because of the fear of failing, because you don't have all the specifics, because you don't know all the certainty. And I just wanna encourage you today, you have a calling, stop abdicating. Step out from outside of the baggage and walk into the fullness of what God has for you. Why? Our world is desperate for it today. Our world now more than ever needs followers of Jesus to step up and be followers of Jesus. The Bible says we're the light of the world, a city on the hill. In other words, light is only good in darkness and our world is full of hate and darkness and pain right now like never before. And we need people who know the hope found only in Jesus to stand up and preach and be the message of hope. Stop abdicating your calling. Stop sitting back in the shadows wondering if God has a plan and a call on your life. Stop waiting for someone else to do it. You are called. He's confirmed it in you. You have a calling. Walk in it. You don't have to have the specifics. You don't have to have all the answers. That's why we have a relationship with Jesus because we walk with him. We watch him. We listen to him. He shows us how to do it. Walk in your calling. Walk in your calling. Listen to me. Walk in your calling. Stop hiding from it. Stop looking for specifics. Stop putting an expiration date on it. Walk in your calling. Listen to me. Here's what I know for a fact. There are some of you who are watching today and you want to walk in your calling, but before you can walk in your calling, you've got to answer the call. You've got to answer the call. The Bible says in Revelation 3.20, behold, Jesus is standing at the door of your life calling out, hey, will you let me be a part of it? There's a moment, a beginnings chapter where you say yes to who Jesus is and no to everything else. You don't have to get perfect. You don't have to be a member of our church. You just have to start with Jesus. And some of you watching today have never begun that journey. And today is your day. Listen, some of you watching today may have made a decision like this years ago, but you're playing games with your life. You're high out among the baggage. You've been running from God. You've been abdicating your calling. You've allowed an expiration date to come and go, and you're not living the life you're created to live. Today's the day to start over brand new, a fresh start right now. So whether you're watching and you've never made this decision, or you're watching and you need to make this decision again, I want to challenge you right where you're at. Pray this prayer with me. Everybody, heads bowed, eyes closed, nobody looking around, nobody moving. If you're here and you've never made this decision, or it's time to make it again for the first time in a long time, Repeat this prayer after me, make it your own. Just say, dear God, I know that you called me. I know that I'm chosen. I know that you love me. Would you forgive me? And now make this statement right now in your own heart, maybe in a small whisper, even if you're at a watch party, don't worry about what anybody else is doing around you. Just make this statement your own. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer with us today, we are so excited to be a part of this journey with you. Would you email us at info at the 
And if you're not in the area, we would love to help you find another life-giving church near you. Send us an email at info at theocmovement.com and we'll get back to you shortly. Thank you again for listening to another inspiring message from The Movement Church.